0: You're listening to After The Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of After The Jack, talking everything Goulburn Valley playing area bowls. I'm Tyler Meyer, your host for another week and uh, alongside me as always is Ash Williamson. Ash, welcome back to the show.
1: Thanks Tyler and thanks to all the listeners. Uh, moving day uh, finals have been sorted out in midweek pennant and after uh, this weekend will be sorted out for weekend pennant as well. So it's an exciting time for the bowl season. It certainly
0: is. And uh, Brian Nisbet, uh, how did you go out there today uh, on the greens?
2: I played at Ngambi, my old club, before one Sheppard. off, one, one of. I haven't played a game of pennant on the new carpet, but it's the best carpet in the Goulburn Valley without question. It run uh, 17 seconds, beautiful, beautiful draw. they got a new fence around the club. The wind had... Le- Less effect than it used to have at Nogambie. Our rank, we got back on the winners in the winner's circle. Terry Rowe is now with me as his third. We won eight out of 11, which is... We beat Des Fovergill, my old mate. Um, one of my best mates now and there. he comes back from Queensland. Uh, he got stuck with the COVID, Ash, and this is just why I'll mention this. He's been told he had, because of COVID he couldn't get over the border. He only had to play three games to qualify and they'd count one match um, as COVID um, relaxation. Yep. Yeah, I think that's fair too. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's um, obviously
1: extenuating circumstances and I think associations and match committees and things like that have to be a bit flexible in these times. So um, yeah.
2: so he'll be he'll be eligible for finals then. Well, to their knowledge, unless there's any ruling come in, they they put in a request and um, they haven't heard anything. We won by ten shots. Uh, Alan Houston um, was down five twenty, and he finished up getting beaten by two. So you won by ten overall. Ten overall. So uh, going into the finals, chock full of confidence, mate. Or yeah, we play Kai next week. It'll be on grass, but I'm confident. Yep. And uh, I think we'll meet Negambi in the in the final. Shep Park went out today. Marupna <coughs> knocked him out. Yeah, played them and that surprised me. Yeah,
1: look, we'll uh, we'll touch on that in a second. We might jump straight into the the uh, midweek review from yes. the all important round fourteen, and we'll look at the final ladder positions and the finals matchups um, after the regular season. So we'll start with Division Five to complete the season. Seymour defeated Dookie thirty nine shots to 37, 12 points to two. Uroa had a bye. Avenal in another tight one against Rushworth, 47 shots to 44. And uh, Violet Town was too good for Colburn-Abbin, 54 shots to 34. So the final ladder in the Division 5 competition. Dookie on top uh, from colburn Aben in second. Uh, they uh, were three points ahead of Violet Town in third. Yoroa finished in fourth, followed by Avenal, Rushworth and Seymour. So... Dookie will play Colburn Abbott and Violet Town will play Yaroa in the Division 5 finals for the first week. Division 4 South, results from today. Eildon swept Seymour, 79 shots, 262. Seymour VRI, too good for Alexandra, 82 59, 14 points to 2. And Euroa, as Brian touched on, uh, beat Shepparton Park, 70 shots to 63, 14 points to 2, meaning the latter finished this way. Seymour VRI on top, 13 wins, 1 loss. Minor premiers, Alexandra 2nd, 10 wins, 4 losses. Seymour 3rd, 8 wins, uh, 6 losses. And then Euroa finished in 4th, then Eildon and Shepparton Park on the bottom there, So that's Division 4 South. Looking at Division 4 North, today's results. Murchison, too good for Shepparton Park. At Park, 79 shots to 54, 14 points to 2. Kyabrum, uh, only won one rink, but defeated East Shepparton. 58 shots to 49, 12 points to 4. Namurka swept Merrigham 96 shots to 34. And Shepparton Golf received a 4th from Tatura Hilltop. Meaning the final ladder finishes this way. Namurka, well on top, 11 wins, one loss from Shepparton Golf and Shepparton Park. And then Murchison, those three sides each had eight wins. Um, so only separated by premiership points. Fifth was Merrigan, followed by Kyabram, East Shepparton uh, and Titura Hilltop. Division three, looking at the round 14 results. Kyabram far too good for Tatura Hilltop, 87 shots to 33 and a clean sweep win. Marupna, this is the one that Brian touched on, sorry, uh, defeated and Park, 73 shots to 61, 14 points to 2. East and 2 defeated Marupna Golf, 78 shots to 50, 15 points to 1. And Brian's mob, as he alluded to earlier, 10-shot uh, victors over Nagambi at Nagambi, 14 points to 2, which is always a good Good result over there, meaning the final ladder finishes this way. East Shepparton 1, minor premiers, 12 wins, 2 losses from Kyabram in second with 10 wins. Nagambi third with 9 wins, 5 losses. Marootna, as a result of their victory today, leapfrogging Shepparton Park into fourth. Um, those two sides finished on 112 points, but Marootna pipping them for fourth by virtue of a minus 3 shot difference. Shepparton Park missing out on minus 8 and then Marupna Golf, East Shepparton and two, and Tatura Hilltop. So hard luck story for Shep Park there, Brian.
2: Yeah, I thought they'd make the four, to be honest. Uh Whispering Wes Gibbs had a great season. He went down today. So
1: Yeah, he sort um, he's sort of uh, up there, right up there in the skip of the year standings. Yes, um, him and
2: Kevin Cox and
1: unfor- from East. Un- unfortunately um yeah, wasn't able to get his side into the four. So they'll be bitterly disappointed there at Shep Park. Moving on to Division 2, Stanhope today defeated Kybram by 12 shots, 14 points to 2. Titura Hilltop only won one rink, uh, but beat and Gulf 74 shots to 68. Uh, the big winner there was Maria Warner beat John Tucker 35 to 13. Um, Avenal defeated Jeroa, 73 shots to 67, 14 points to 2. And Shepparton Park had a clean sweep against Seymour, 69 shots to 52. But looking at the ladder, Shepparton Golf – sorry, Kybram on top, nine wins, five losses from Euroa, eight wins, six losses. Seymour third also with eight wins and six losses, only two points separating second and third there. And the battle for fourth, there was three sides on seven wins, seven losses. Shepparton Golf, 117 points, 48 shots up. Pipping Shepparton Park – Uh, missing out narrowly again, 117 points, 40 shots up. And then Tatura Hilltop, uh, 106 points, uh, Stanhope 7th and Yaroa 8th. So Parks missed out on shot difference again, Brian, in another division. So it's Division 2 and 3. Unheard of.
2: Well, it is. It's the first time I can recall it ever happening. I can't recall um, anyone missing out on shots, and any final series for a long time?
1: Yeah, look, it's, um, it's certainly rare in a 14 round season. Like it might be a premiership point, like a rink point or two coming into it, but to actually finish tied with someone and it come down to you know, eight shots essentially in Division Two, um, it sort of makes you wonder a lot of those what ifs if, you know, a rink that was well up one day and lost, and you can do all those what if scenarios, but the ladder's finished how it has, and uh, Shep Golf's in, and Park is out for the Division Two finals. Moving ahead to Division 1, and there was some drama today, Round 14. Um, and Park had to beat Rushworth to be any chance of um, sort of keeping their final streak alive in midweek Division 1. They actually went down by 10 shots at Rushworth, 62 shots to 52. They won two of the rinks, but Laurie Nicholson was the hero for Rushworth, 27-9 against Paul Warren. So that meant and Park who were second at the Christmas break at 6 and 1 they'd only lost to Shep Golf the top side and minor premier they won one game after christmas against bottom side Marupna Golf and have missed out on division 1 midweek finals for the first time in i can't remember how long tyler
0: yeah it's um, that's div 1 2 and 3 that probably before christmas would have said uh, yeah we should be uh, on track to be playing finals and uh, all three have missed out it's certainly as you touched on last week, I think Ash um, maybe be a, a good opportunity for a bit of a review uh, heading into next season, but um, unfortunate to miss out from that position at the turn.
1: Well, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty big capitulation and, and really um, the mix didn't really change too dramatically after Christmas. I know Kathy Dudley was skipping quite regularly before Christmas and Dennis Smythe took her spot and performed quite well. Um, they had a lot of narrow losses overall. Um, East Shepperton was one that springs to mind that they lost sort of on the last end overall. Um, Graham Barber against Dennis Smythe playing the last end there. They they got close to Shep Golf as well, but they just couldn't finish it off and um, I sort of touched on last week that it might not be the worst thing for them to miss out on the finals and it might sort of make them take stock and think, okay, well, who have we got coming through the grades? Someone like Julie Bennett in Division 2 springs to mind who's um, only a reasonably new bowler who might be worth an opportunity i know richard hansen started the year in division one and went down to division two he's someone i think worth persevering with as a leader maybe in division one next year and trying to regenerate that park division one side because they have gone to the well with the same sort of mix for a long long time now and maybe this might make them think that um, you know we might we might need to bring some fresh blood in and try and um, go for the next era um, moving on, um, so Kyabram was playing for its final spot. Uh, they, I think they were sitting in fourth or fifth. Needed to win at home against the Eturie Hilltop today, and they did the job, 67 shots to 54, 14 points to two. Uh, Marie Boswell had a good win against David Cartwright, 22-18. Uh, Rod Medill got some points for Hilltop, 17-16 over Mary Greco. And then Jenny Dixon beat Trevor Downey, 29-19. So Kyberman won their way into the four, earned their final spot. golf is expected too far too good from Marupna golf, 114 shots to 50 in a clean sweep there. And then this was the interesting one. Seymour and E. Shepparton were basically playing for a final spot. Um, the winner looked like they would get in. And as is usually the case, win or go home, the two decided to draw 73 shots apiece. East and won two of the rinks. So they got nine points to seven. Um, but East and actually missed out in the end. Um, so the final four finishes, and golf on top 11 wins, three losses from Tathill top nine and five. Kyabram and Seymour both on eight wins, five losses and a draw. Um, East and in fifth, seven wins, uh, five losses and two draws, 125 points. So they, they finished four points behind Seymour in the end. Shepparton Park in sixth after being second at the Christmas break. Rushworth and Marupna Golf. But just going back to that uh, East Shepparton Seymour contest, Brian, at Seymour, uh, East Shepparton were in a good position, seemingly, to, to win the game overall. But Max Hammond, 37 uh, 15, their only winning rink, Seymour, but it was enough to salvage a draw and a final spot. Brian?
2: Yeah, um, I know Me mate Graham Barber would be disappointed. I mean, you can't just blame the skipper, but um, it's a big loss uh, in the penultimate game. And his he, ring went down um, in the tie last week. He did play the shot that drew the match. But, uh, yeah, they'd be very disappointed. And from the scores, Ash and um, Stacey Collier's big win, that, I think that may have been played on the grass. I might be... Um, Because that Ian Eikfuss is in pretty good touch. He cleaned up Graham Myers last week easily. and And then um, he's in the champion of champions singles. Semi-finals, yeah. So it's hard to believe that I reckon on the carpet he would have been very hard to defeat, but I think that would have been... Played on grass. I it, may be wrong. So,
1: Stacy Collier, 32-12 against Ian Eichwis. Um You would think that that would be enough to get you over the line normally. And Wayne Gribble did the job against Robert Biggles-Brown, 26-24. But then that third third rink was the decisive one there. Just sort of looking at... Um, you, you, you mentioned sort of Graham Barber's rink. And, you know, he has had an influence in some overall results. Some positive, some not so good. 13 um, time skipping this year, 5-8. Um, Stacey Collier finishes the year 12, win, uh, 12 games, eight wins a draw and three losses. It can be hard sometimes, particularly when you've got three rinks. It's, it's different, I think, when you've got four on the Saturdays. But with three, if you've got one that you're sort of trying to carry, it can have more of an influence in that overall result. Or if you've got one that's really strong, they can positively influence the overall as well, Brian. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so looking at yeah, looking at the top four as we touched on, Shep Golf will play Tat Hilltop in the qualifying final, and then Kyberm and Seymour will play with their season on the line. So that's midweek. Um, we'll sort of touch on the finals a little bit more later on, Brian. Do you want to jump into our interview for this week, Tyler, or do you want to go into the weekend review?
0: Uh, we'll roll into the interview and then we'll come back and uh, tie up the weekend. Uh, and then the, looking ahead at next week's round. Um, so, Brian uh, spoke to Tali Brett Wright a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so, just keep that in mind with a couple of the, the dates being talked about in the event. But um, yeah, we uh, certainly didn't want to let this one slip by.
2: Welcome to After the Jack. This is Brian Nisbet down at Stanhope for the uh, triples finals in the Golden Valley Bowls area region or whatever you want to call it and i have lucky enough to uh run into brett wright from taligarupna one of their um division one imports played at aberfelby last year so i've done a bit of a research on you brett and uh, how are you enjoying it at tally
3: yeah, good. Thanks, Brian. Look, we've settled in pretty well there. It's uh, it's a good little club, um, friendly, and uh, yeah, we're going okay. So uh, enjoying the bowls. Um, it's nice. I've slipped back to playing second, which is uh, I'm quite enjoying because uh, um, all I'm doing is drawing and and having a bit of fun. So yeah, it's been really good, Brian.
2: And you you're in Division One at Albert last year, and uh, how did the club finish up? And you were. You went down there with uh, one of the best players in the, um, in the Murray region?
3: Yeah, look, Ray and I, Ray Emerson and I went down for the year. Ray's still down there. Look, I, I really enjoyed down there. I was skipping down there and, and went okay. So, look, the main reason we come back up here was uh, the travel was a bit too much and with the farm, farm work around Christmas. I was struggling to get down there, so... Um, but, yeah, I'm glad we come back and Tally's tell suiting, suiting well and, uh, yeah, enjoying it.
2: No, that's good. Uh, Ray Emerson, a pretty good bowler in his own right. Did he have a couple of brothers or sons playing down there at
3: Aberfeldy? Yeah, Ray's got his... Uh Brother Grant and Grant's son Will that are playing there, and uh, Ray's daughter lives in Melbourne too, so he goes down there for the weekend and spends time with them as well. So, but yeah, look, it's uh, it was a good experience, and uh, to go down there, um, I certainly learnt that I can bowl as well as most if, on my days, So, uh, yeah, I'm, I enjoyed it, but yeah, happy to be back.
2: And how do you compare the standard of the Vision One in Melbourne with the Goulburn Valley?
3: Uh, look, probably down there is a little bit more consistent over, over the 16 players, um, but saying that there's there's still plenty plenty of good bowlers up in this area too, Brian, um, that would certainly mix well in the mix for down there as well.
2: Yeah, I reckon uh, Shep Gold, for instance, had probably be um, good enough to play in the top division down there. Would you um, reckon that would be a fair assessment?
3: Yeah, I think so, Brian. There's probably a few sides there from around the area. If you put I should bowlers say together. Kelly as well. Um, Maybe the two sides. Yeah, and look, there's plenty of even bowlers up from where we are at Bruger and in the Murray League. If you pick the better bowlers out of them, some of them would uh, certainly well and truly um, compete pretty well down there as well. So, look, the standard of bowls here is, is pretty good. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's more the travelling and that that gets the players so they can't get down there but yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure that they can compete as well as anyone
2: and Bob what, what do you think of the idea of uh, and putting aside in the um, Goldfields, ben, uh, Campaspe region Moam has gone from Campaspe to Benigo, and they're on top of the ladder I think we'd go just as well if we seen a representative team or if Shep Golf went over there and participated because they're going for um, their seventh premiership in a row this season. I, I reckon they'd be very competitive over there. I know there's a bit of travelling involved but um, you travelled you traveled down from Baruga to Melbourne each week to play so it's about an hour and a quarter to get to Bendigo. So allow an, an hour and a half and uh, I think they'd enjoy the experience.
3: Oh, I think think you want to play as good as bowl as you can Brian but uh it may hurt the club in the long run having a having two different two different areas playing from the one club. I think there could be a bit of fractions there could could happen. I don't know, but most bowlers would certainly would be wanting to play the better bowls that they can. I, I think it's probably not a bad idea. It doesn't matter if they if it's Shep Golf or or the actual Golden Valley put in a side a combined side, but. Certainly the better bowlers want to play as good as bowls as they can, so I can't see why it wouldn't work, but having a, having one club and then playing in, the, in their local comp as well, I think there could be a bit of a fraction there as well, but anyway, we'll, we'll see, but um, it's probably not a bad idea.
2: Well, Gulf's division two keep winning each year, and um, a lot of clubs reckon they should be uh, promoted. I don't think it's a good idea having two sides in the one comp but I, I believe their division one that'd still be very competitive if their um, top side went to Minigo and played.
3: Yeah, look, I, I, it's not my probably spot to say, Brian, I'm not playing at Shep Golf, so um, ask them what they think about it.
2: <laughs> well, it's all conjecture and um, I just throw up a few things now and again, because I, I like to promote bowls, and while I'm on that, what do you think? Um, I think Tally knocked back a doubleheader. Alex Marshall wants to play a game for Kyabram on a Friday night and I think they're going to play you guys um, on a Friday night and then and then play another game on a Saturday but uh, it didn't suit your club but uh, Shep Golf might entertain the idea and um, I think it's been knocked back by the Goulburn-Murray region but I think they should reconsider. I think it'd be great for bowls to have Alex Marshall have, her, um, have a as a sportsman's night with him the guest speaker at Kai and then after the or before or after the bowls.
3: Yeah, look, Brian, it's it's one of those things. That, look, if you can get some of those players up to have a look at, which is good, but my my theory would probably bring up. Bring up t- ten or twelve of them for the weekend and have a sportsman's night on with a lot of them, and have a have a GV side play against against ten or twelve of the better players from down Melbourne and and have a have a weekend of it. I think that's probably a better way to go f- than asking clubs to uh, to pay money to field a, a strong side against someone else that hasn't. So, yeah, that's my my thoughts. But yeah. um, look, we need to promote bowls, but yeah, I'm not sure if that's the right way to go about it. Yeah, I think Orie. Um,
2: he, he, I reckon he'd uh, enjoy playing against Alex Marshall if they, they'd have to rig the draw. But I, whoever he, um, I think it'd be a great experience to play against, who's renowned as a, who's known as the best bowler in the world.
3: Yeah, uh, look, probably, probably, you probably can if you want to. But yeah, I don't, I don't see that working all that well can make a big difference to finals and and all that sort of stuff as well so um, anyway that's not that's for the powers to be to make the decisions but yeah
2: Um, getting back to Pennant you'd be a bit disappointed in um, the result yesterday I I picked Tally Garupna Uh, I thought this was a big opportunity I know Robbo was out and um, Scotty Adams but with Mark Ryan coming back in I thought you had a, a really good chance knocking him off. He got within four shots of the previous encounter, but I think they won by 14 and Ori um, remains unbeaten. He had a good win over Rhino, but the positive he got out was uh, Liam Crapper's rink had a big win over Chris Ferguson, who was fifth on the skipper's ladder.
3: Yeah, look, we did have a good win yesterday in their in rink there with uh, against Chris, but look in general, we're not far away and um, we haven't had real settled sides either for most of the year with, with the COVID and, and, and people away. So look, we're, we're disappointed with the loss yesterday, but it's not the end of the world. There's, there's a couple more games to go yet to worry about. So um, we know we're good enough to uh, compete against all sides. So um, And we realise that you can't win everything. So it's a game of bowls at the end of the day. Um, and we know we are good enough on the day. So yeah, not too, not too concerned just yet.
2: Well I'm hoping I can get and commentate on the Grand Final between you and Shep Golf. And uh, where do you think it will be played? Would you be happy playing at, at Shep Park on their um, greens that are running pretty well at the moment?
3: Um, yeah, I haven't played at Shep Park this year so I, I don't know what, the, I've heard theirs is going okay. Stan hopes okay. Um, even down to Euroa, I'd be quite happy to travel to Euroa. It's a nice little club and, and greens there so look it doesn't matter where we play, it's the same for both sides so as long as the uh, the powers to be pick the best they can that's all that matters.
2: True and uh, as you say you're enjoying it out of telly, um, traditionally known as uh, it's just a men's club there's not many ladies get out there is there?
3: No there's, not, there's no lady bowlers but uh, there's plenty of kids and family and wives and that are getting around now which is good for the club so um, look, it's a, it's a great little club, community club, um, and I think they're going in the right direction. So, uh, as we'll see in the next few years, but um, yeah, look, they're, they're going in the right area.
2: Now your wife, have forgotten her name, she um, follows you closely in the bowls, is that still the case?
3: Yeah, no. She comes to most most games when she can. So and a name. Oh, sorry, Joe. Joe. Yeah, my beautiful wife. How but many j- kids you got? Uh, uh, two. <laughs> so yeah, Josh is twenty six and George is twenty five. So <laughs> well,
2: they're grown up, mate. Yeah. A so prospective bowlers or? no, no. One's
3: a one's a dead set farmer and the other one's uh, in Melbourne. So uh, yeah, look, couple of grandkids already. So uh, oh, you're not mucking round. No. So no, all good. So life's good.
2: And what, have you got beef cattle on your farm, have
3: you? No, 100% cropping, Brian, so yeah, all wheat, canola, Um, we've got a bit of corn and stuff in, so no, all cropping.
2: It's been a good season for cereal crops.
3: Yeah, we've had a good year,
2: so I'm not complaining, that's for sure. And the price is right, you reckon you'll get a good um, income this year? What's the price like for wheat and canola?
3: Yeah, look, it's, it's probably as high it's been. Canola's almost double the price it's been for the last 10 years since we've been here, so, and uh, the wheat's going pretty well. So I'm not complaining, that's for sure, Brian. And the rain didn't affect your, your crops at all? No, we've had a good year. We, had all, we got most of it off before the rain, so um, yeah, we've had a, all our quality's been pretty good.
2: So your accountant will tell you to spend up, so you don't have to pay tax?
3: Yeah, no, we've brought plenty plenty of machinery, Brian, so uh, our accountant told us we don't have to worry about tax.
2: No, oh, that's good, mate. Look, I, I, I'd like to thank you very much for giving up your valuable time here. Good luck in the triples with uh, Dawsey, and I reckon you'll go very close to um, taking it off.
0: You're listening to After The Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Welcome back. And, uh, well, you are right about one thing, Brian, uh, that uh, they would go close to taking out the triples. Um, as we said, uh, that chat with uh, Brett was... A few weeks back, but um, I suppose one thing I wanted to to touch on was his idea of bringing sort of 12, uh, you know, Metro Premier bowlers up for a bit of a weekend, a bit of a weekend away, you know, if you bit of a sportsman's dinner and a sort of a challenge against uh, the, the GV I thought that was a pretty good idea.
1: Yeah well you yeah, look at um, you look at who's playing sort of in the Metro pennant and and some of those sides are bringing in the likes of Ben Twist and Corey Wedlock and Alex Marshall and those national st- international standard players so um, it could be some sort of like the, the GV Murray sort of challenge but it could be a Metro country sort of thing with the best GV players and then some of those marquee Premier League players I think it's got a lot of
0: with the uh, BPL on at the moment over in Moama, it could mm. be a good lead-in or lead-out to that uh, in the future. But um, yeah, something uh, the, to, to roll around,
2: Brian. Oh, certainly. I think it's a, a very good idea, Brett's, and uh, if we could get a sponsor, or uh, it'd be fantastic. A really, say, a pre-season game between them, something like that. And yeah.
1: and, and 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 like I sort of um, his point was that rather than clubs bringing in one marquee player to play against a side that doesn't have one on a particular weekend, um, you know, organise it a bit better and make it a bit more of a spectacle Um, and that way you can go and see 12 elite players from, you know, wherever, play our best 12 players and and see how they match head to head sort of in a a game that doesn't have too much bearing on premiership points or ladder positions or anything like that. It's just a a one-off spectacle. Yeah, exactly.
0: All right, we'll uh, keep rolling into the uh, the weekend review.
1: Yeah, round thirteen last Saturday, so a penultimate round of the home and away season. We'll start with Division Six North. The winners were Colbinabin over Euroa by two shots, fourteen points to two. Kyabram was far too good for East by fifty nine shots in a clean sweep. Dookie and Rushworth split the points in a draw, seven points, a premiership points apiece. Stanhope uh, fell. Seven shots short, sh- short of Park, even though they won two of the three rinks on offer. Division 6 South, Alex 1 got a forfeit from their stable mates. Alex 2. Uh, Avenal were doubled, had their score doubled by Eldon 108-54 to 54 in a clean sweep win to Eildon there. And Eildon 2 defeated Seymour by nine, even though they only won one rink there in Division 6 South. Division 5, the four is set. With Tally, Marupna Golf, East, and Murchison. However, um, you know, all the positions could change going to this weekend's final round. Tadhill top six defeated Murch by f- uh, four, uh, fourth by three shots, 16 East third lost to Seymour VRI fifth by 11. Shepard and Golf last, they forfeited to Tally. Marupna Golf uh, second flogged, uh, who did they play? Merrigan by 78. Uh, shots, 16-2, so good to see Merrigan pick up one rink there with McConkie winning by 25 and Wakenshaw by 19. They were the keys there in Division 5. Division 4, VRI, Seymour, VRI, Nagambi, Kai and Seymour. That top four is finalised. Dookie last pushed third place Kai at home, but they eventually went down by four shots. Nagambi second, Thrasherau fifth by 66 shots in a clean sweep win. Seymour, VRI, the top side, they beat Seymour fourth. By 91 shots, showing maybe the golf for some of the sides, even in the top four there, Brian 18-0.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: And um Hill top seventh defeated Park 6 by 26, 14-4. Division three. Uh, the scene is set for some monumental games in this last round. Marupna has to beat Sheppard and Golf 16-2 at golf, and Avignal has to beat Tally 18-nil at home. Um, if this occurs, shot difference will decide ladder positions. Last week, Avonall stayed in the hunt for finals with a three shot win over Shep Golf at Shep Golf, 14 um, 4. East went down by 24 at home to tally, 16 2. Park had a battle to beat Stanhope at home by four shots, 15 3. And Seymour is still undefeated. Uh, they won by 36 in a clean sweep against Marupna at home. Looking at Division Two, big round penultimate round of Division Two, Marupna Golf won fourteen four against Hilltop and remain in fourth spot. However, um, they play Marupna, who are second next week at Marupna and have to win to remain in the four. That's because Park Shep Park went to Rushworth and had a great uh, win, tight win at home um, by about fifteen shots. And if they beat bottom side Hilltop next week away, they can make the finals. If um, Marupna as ladder positions would expect, uh, beats Marupna Golf. Um, so, Calvin Rogash's rink one by nine, which was decisive. Chris Garvey won by 10 against Heath Matthews. So, the top three will be Shep, Park, uh, Seymour, sorry. Oh, sorry, no, this is Division Three. So, there's a lot to play out still, Brian, in Division Two. Particularly with that four spot. Shepgolf's gonna finish on top. Marupna, if they can beat Marupna golf, will finish second. And then third and fourth and fifth are all pretty tight going into that last round.
2: Yeah, I think Marupna will um, beat Marupna golf and Park will slip in the fourth spot. Yeah, look and
1: it's um Park Park had two one shot losses in a row, so they'd be probably stiff to miss out. They've sort of chanced Chance their arm a bit all season. They've had some up and down results. They beat Shepp golf the week before, went to rushy uh, and had a good win over there. So they've given themselves a chance now. It's win or go home against Tad Hilltop, who they beat by 70 shots on their carpet in the last round before Christmas. So they'd fancy their chances.
2: Yeah, I think they're odds on to um, defeat Hilltop and... And make the four.
1: But, you know, like uh, Marupna Golf's done a magnificent job to still be in the four at this stage of the season considering uh, one of the pundits on this podcast predicted they wouldn't win a game before the season. Really? I wonder who that was. <laughs> division one. The upsets kept coming in division one. Yaroa, uh last, knocking off fourth place Shepparton Park uh, in all probability, finishing Park's finals hopes by uh, three shots at Uroa. They split the rinks to a piece. Andy Houston was outstanding in a uh, five-shot win against Paul Nichols. Uh, he led by about fifteen shots in that in that contest. Um, did everything before Smoko just kept drawing shot after shot. Um, Nich- Nichols's rink made a good comeback after that to sort of when uh, bridge the gap overall. So your role was twenty-four shots up overall at the break, and Park looked dead in the water. Um, but managed to have a chance on the last end. Uh, so the scores were one. Jeroa was one shot up overall on going into the 100th end, which Paul Nichols played against Andy Houston. Park held two shots. Um, and then Jeroa's third, Bill Taylor, converted the head, and Jeroa ended up with one shot to uh, to, to make the margin. Uh, Jeroa was way in the end there. Dennis Smythe won against Ken Sutcliffe, and Josh Warren won on the last end against... Um, Who did he play? Drysdale. Yeah, Shane Drysdale. uh, Drysdale was leading 11-0 after four ends. So Josh Warren did a good job to win by one there. But pretty ordinary effort by Park with finals hopes on the line, Tyler, and um, squibbed it. Yeah, we were talking last week
0: about all the permutations of Park and East both winning and then playing each other this week. and. Uh, in the end, uh, Tad Hilltop, uh, as we'll touch on in a sec, has uh, scooped the pool and uh, probably will uh, take their spot. Uh, as uh, John Crilly said in Tat Chat this week, uh, none of us tipped him either.
1: Yeah, that's right. Look, match of the round. Tatura Hilltop, uh, the beneficiary of the results this weekend. Magnificent win by eight shots against Shepherd and East at East. Um, 14 points to four and they now sit in the box seat to finish fourth uh, with Park and East playing each other in this last round and all Tad has to do is beat Stanhope
2: to punch their ticket, Brian. Yeah, look, Stanhope are capable of an upset but with what's riding on it, I think Tad Hilltop would get a lot out of last week's game. Peter Lasur's rink was outstanding and uh, Nick Boyd back skipping for about... Second or third time for the year, made an impact against Jeff Beatty's rink. If Beatty would have won that, um, East would have, East would have um, got the overall. I reckon they would have. I expected Jeff Beatty to beat Nick, but as said, no one tipped Hilltop. Where Peter LaSire, I was talking to him after the game. He said none of you tipped us, um, so it was a great, great win as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, look from East's point of view, Brent Reiner had a had a massive win against David Cartwright. Um, to sort of give East a chance. And his form, certainly after Christmas, has, has been outstanding. He won 35-18. Um, interesting, David Cartwright had Josh playing third to him, his son, and his other son, Jacob, leading for him. Um, if they are to make the four, I don't know if that's the right way to, to go with his rink. It's a big, big call for mine.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Some... Uh some families are better playing, um, in different rinks, but I don't know, the cart rights Obviously, gel well together. They train all the time, so I don't know. I can't really comment on <laughs> yeah. whether that's good or not. Look, uh, J-
1: Jacob's had an up and down, like he's been up and down the grades all year. I noticed um, he played against us when Park played them at Hilltop, and then the next week he was in Division Four, and then I think he might have been in Division Two, and now he's back in Division One, which I think it's hard for a young kid like him when he's trying to learn the game and um, and and sort of get into a bit of a routine. And now he's obviously with his dad. Um, you know, some big games are coming up. You sort of want what's best f- for him, and you know, I know playing Division One bowls is good, but um, yeah, it's it's a lot of chopping and changing for a young kid who's still trying to learn
2: the caper. I think. Oh, exactly. Well, yeah. Well spoken. Um, Eastern
1: Park do have a faint hope of making finals if they can. One of them can win eighteen nil against the other. This week, and Kai doesn't win a rink against Shep Golf at Kai Abram. So Tally clean swept Kai at home by forty-two, with Mark Ryan winning by twenty-three, um, and Golf beat Stanhope with Brad All returning. Uh, they won by sixty-one shots, or Brad All won by twenty-five to remain unbeaten for the year. But I think the big story going into this final round of weekend pennant is if Kai has two clean sweep losses. To finish the season and one of Park or East can win 18-0, they would miss the finals. Yeah, for
0: sure. Um, I I just don't know if Park or East have an 18-0 in them
3: against
1: each other. I think they're probably a bit evenly matched. Um, but you know, like with that um, result being the only one that can get either of them in finals, you might play with a bit more freedom, I guess, and and chase shots a little bit more, and which could lead to someone sort of maybe falling falling over a bit. But
0: yeah, you could uh, end up with a situation of uh, plenty of killed ends towards the end, as uh, one side or the other chases a clean sweep. But um, I think uh, you know, Kyabrams, obviously their form is. Uh, know, taken a, a fair downturn to put it lightly, mm. uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they head out and, and snare a rink against Shepherd and Golf this week and just make sure of it.
1: Well, selection wise, and this raises an interesting question: Do you stack a rink to get those two points that you need?
0: I've never been a fan of stacking rinks um, in in a in a in a in an entirety sense. Yeah, um, but I certainly might uh, think more about which third I put with my uh, strongest skip. Um, in that sort of sense, but I think uh, they've just got to back, back themselves in um, to to turn it around, whatever way they think they can turn it around as as a as a sixteen. Yeah. Whether that's strengthening up a couple of the rinks or um, you know tweaking a couple of things that have, that have been happening, but um, yeah, I wouldn't be just stacking one rink.
2: Remember last season, Stan Ape got eighteen zip. Who did they defeat to get in the finals and put? Kai out by one shot. No, that was two, point.
1: two seasons. Two seasons ago. ago. Yeah.
2: That was incredible. Who they defeated in that game?
1: I don't know. I can't remember who it was, but, but they, they wouldn't have stacked rings to do that. That was just, you know. No. Um, it, the interesting one about Kai stacking a rink is, like, where, where, which rink do you stack? Because as you mentioned, Tyler, their second half of the season's been pretty poor. Their form's downturn. Glenn Fields was in the skip of the year race at the halfway through the year. He's now seven wins and four losses. He hasn't won his rink too many times after Christmas. Greek Shilling six and four in, in 12 games and a draw. Um, so, you know, in terms of which way you go... Um, it, it, yeah it's a, it's a hard one really for me. I think the first thing I'd be doing is throwing Robbie George uh, in the
0: skipper's chair and uh having a crack because um you know what what are you going to discover in the first week of finals if you end up losing this week and making it through if you do it then? Mm. Why not uh have a crack against golf and
2: I agree. Yeah. I'd have Robbie Johnny Horsley's um, bowl it proved out of sight. I watched him in an exhibition match against Alex Marshall or leading for Alex Marshall and he bowled well And uh, but Robbie George is a class act and I think he's a very, very cluey bowler. He never wastes a bowl and I think he's <coughs> an ideal man. He's... Calm under pressure and all that.
1: Yeah, look, he played third the day that Park played them we actually drew John Horsler and um, he was just coming back from his um, layoff before Christmas. Um, so he probably wasn't at peak form, I would say, but he's had seven games now and... Um, and, you know, this might be the time to try and, you know, like they, I think they've, they've they've got to select their team aggressively this week, thinking that they can get the two or four points. I don't think they want to be relying on the East Park result. They've got to go out there actually chasing points and, and make it easy on themselves. Um, so he's certainly one, Tyler, I think that they've got to really think about who, where, where they put him. Glenn Fields' rink sort of has undergone a bit of a change in recent weeks. He did have Rob Saney playing third to him. That's not the case anymore. So whether they tinker with his rink again, um, Greek Shillings rinks has had some changes as well. So they got a big, big, big call to make.
0: Yeah, well, and in reality, they only need one point really. So um yes. that that does change it. Uh, probably the approach towards the end. But um, we better uh, get cracking into the previews uh, for that for the final round. Yep, um,
2: Brian. I'll kick off with the uh, midweek preview for
1: the finals first week.
2: Week, week one of the finals. Yep. In Division Five, in the elimination final, the loser bowing out. I'm picking um, Violet Town to defeat Yaroa. And in the qualifying final, I'm going for uh, Dookie to defeat Colbinabin. Next, next grade. Yep, in the next grade, Division uh, Four North, elimination final, Murchison defeat Shep Golf. And in the qualifying final, Ymerka to defeat Shep Park. Division 4 South, elimination final, Seymour to defeat Yaroa. And in the qualifying finals, Seymour VRI to defeat Alex. Division 3, elimination final, Nagami, of course, to defeat uh, Marubna. Marubna. And East 1 to defeat Kai in the qualifying final.
1: So you're you're going straight to the big dance, Brian. Would that be your first grand final if you do happen to make it in bowls?
2: No, I played in two at Tungamah and lost them. Yeah, against Swanpool, Tungamah. There's another one I didn't know. Yeah, that's for. right. ECC. Oh well, I started there, mate. Yeah, I got shifted to Shep. I couldn't go back there. I could have, but yeah, great little club. And
1: Division Two,
2: and Division Two elimination final. We've got uh, Shep Golf and uh, Seymour. I'm going for Seymour to win this, and in the qualifying final. Kai Abram to defeat Yaroa. And Division 1, the big one, elimination final. I like Kai Abram against Seymour. And uh, I'm picking Shep Golf to defeat Tad Hilltop in the qualifying final.
1: No venues been confirmed
2: yet? Haven't seen any. No, no. Um, it will be interesting. They did only just finish this, uh, a
0: couple
1: yeah. of hours ago. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Fair point. Um, that the venue, I think, for that Seymour final will determine their chances. They've probably been a little bit better away from home this year, which will serve them well. But um, I, I think I think uh, Kyabram will go in full of confidence, um, and I think Shep golf will get the job done as well against Hilltop. All right, we'll we'll go to weekend preview, round 14, the all-important final round. All right, Division 6 South, Alexandra 2 hosting Avenal. The Yielding teams play each other, two versus one, and Ye is playing Alexandra in the final round there. Division 6 North, round 14. We have Yarra hosting Kyabram, Rushworth hosting East Shepparton, Stanhope travelling to Dookie and Shepparton Park at home against Cole Coburnabin. Division five, Murchison taking on Marutna Golf, Tatura Hilltop
0: playing Shep Golf, Seymour VRI against Merrigan and East Shep versus Tallygurum.
1: Actually, that Shep Golf want to be a, a forfeit. forfeit. Didn't it? Yep. yep. Uh, division four, Yarra meeting uh, Shepparton Park at home. Duke playing Tatura Hilltop, Kybram finishing its season at home against Seymour VRI, or the home and away season, and Seymour tackling Nagambi at home. In Division 3, uh,
0: battle of the top two teams, Shepparton Park versus Seymour, Stanhope against East Shepparton, Shepparton Golf taking on Marutna and Avinal playing Taligarootna.
1: Park, any chance against Seymour at home, or Seymour too strong all year?
0: Uh, they're just they've been Seymour. imposing the lions, uh, and but I think that do they try and get them
2: on carpet and try. Yeah, and... All, but li- yeah, but last year they haven't got any different. Their the accommodations are still the same. Mm. Their players are the same. They got the same. Um, Graham <laughs> Flint's probably he's been a big improver and he's gone up and um, done well as a, a skip and
1: but the likes of Max Hammond and Biggles Brown and those types.
2: Robbie Bourbon playing third, yeah. And um Salik's a good bowler, Dale, Dale Salik, yeah. But he was there last year. Yeah. They played they played the qualifying final at East Shep and got beaten by Marupna Golf. Yep. There it was only about three shots in it. Although I think they played an extra end. Next game, another extra end. They played the that's qu- right. preliminary final against Marupna Golf. Um Shep Golf and Shep Golf beat them on an yeah. extra end. So they lost their two that's right, they lost on their extra two extra ends, mm-hmm. yeah. On extra ends on carpet. Yep. So the carpet syndrome or whatever it is, um, they didn't win on the carpet. Yep. So, so does Park show their hand early or not? I, I don't think they're invincible. The finals a different game altogether. Yep, you start all over again now. But they'd have to go in as favourites.
1: Yeah, yep. Interesting one. Uh, Tutu, uh, Division two, Tatura Hilltop playing Shepparton Park at Tatura Park must win to get in. Brian, you're backing them in. Division two.
2: Um, they, what, yeah, Park will win. Park will no win and get yeah, in.
1: Yeah, um, Tyler. Yeah, Park will win. Shepherd and Golf hosting Rushworth at home. Golf will be looking to go in chock full of confidence. Yeah, they've had an up and down second after the year though. It looked like they were going to go through the regular season unbeaten, but they've lost three games. They've lost to the Park, um, Hilltop and someone else, uh, uh, Marupna. So they're, they're, they're not invincible in Div 2 either, Tyler. No, they're not.
0: But uh, it shows how good their first half of the year was that they're still 45 points. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. Um, East Shepparton hosting Kai Abram here, Brian. A bit on the line in,
2: in this game as well. I think Kai, Kai are gone. They were gone two or three weeks ago, I believe. Their their form's dropped right away. And East will have a resounding 16-2 win at home and that'll that'll punch their finals tickets
1: yep. um and then Marutna in the all important game against they're uh, cross-town rivals, Marupna Golf. Marupna Golf wins, they're in. Marupna looking to solidify second spot, which would be a remarkable effort because were they bottom or second bottom?
2: They are were cri- bottom before Christmas.
1: Yeah, so they've really had a resurgence and it's probably indicative of how tight this Division 2 comp's been that, you know, um, a few wins on the way home can really surge you up the ladder. It is, and it's uh, something that I went on
0: about a lot last year is that Marupna has uh, a specific ability to win big rink. Uh, clashes or win win rink battles by large margins. And last week against Kai, um, Alan Donaldson, 37-16 over Phil Denham and uh, Brett Gunning, 35-11 over Darren Boswood. It's just those sort of things. To be able to, to put that together and um, have that in your arsenal uh, is, is something that is what wins finals and what wins close games.
1: A good sign for Gunning too, because I think that's his first rink victory since crossing to Marupna from uh, Namurka Golf this yeah. season.
2: I'd say your rowers in trouble and looking for division two next year because I believe Marupna will win division two.
1: All right, yeah, yep. And that's the only scenario where a promotion and relegation would occur in those top two grades. And they got close last year against Shep Golf. Well, they made the grand final. Um, So they'll be looking to go one better. And if anything, the addition of gunning sort of gives them a bit of a wild card X factor going into the final series. It certainly does. Obviously,
0: uh, if Maroopna Golf defeats them, then there would be two options
1: uh, for promotion there. Yes, yep, certainly. Division one, all important last round. Uh, we'll start with Tally Garupna I'd, I'd predict a, st- a regulation uh, sort of 16 or 18 nil victory for Tally Garupna going into finals here, Tyler. Yeah, they'll uh, be well oiled. Which will sort of uh, possibly condemn if Euroa can't win this game, they, they'll they finish bottom of the ladder there. Uh, yeah. Kyabram Ka- versus Shep Golf. Can Kyabram get a rink?
0: I think they can. I, I certainly think. I will not be surprised if it's a a 16-2 golf win.
1: Yeah, look, it's it's interesting. uh, Golf sort of tinkered with their sides in the last couple of weeks. Chris Ferguson uh, back playing third to Conor Truen now. Brad Orr was obviously back last week. um, And then Brett Foley and and John Stokes skipping last week. So they're still tinkering in the lead-up to finals. It'll be interesting to see which way they go and whether they – this side they pick for this last round is what they go with yeah. for the finals,
0: and it's probably not something we've seen from them um, over the, Well, especially the the four or five seasons mm. I've been here, that uh, they're they're not settled. This, yeah, and I mean they've overall, overall you, would, you would call them a settled side, mm. um, and like you said, there's been some some uh, you know unavailabilities and, mm. and unavoidable outs, mm. uh, but there still looks to be a little bit of tinkering going on. So um, just finding that
1: that extra edge and. Um, which is something that they're always looking to do. Tatura Hilltop uh, at home at Tatura against Stanhope. So simple equation for Tat Hilltop. If they beat uh, seventh place Stanhope, they will play finals. Uh, I I think they'll get the job done. Like uh, Stanhope, they've sort of uh, been giving the likes of Ben Fletcher, Jamie Stokes a go at skipping, John O'Thorn up playing third, those sorts of things. But I think Tat Hilltop's got far too much to play for to drop this one.
2: Yeah, certainly. I reckon I reckon they'll get all the rings. You reckon
1: they'll win 18-0? Yeah. And then that leaves Shepparton Park hosting East Shepparton, most likely will be played on grass. One of them needs an 18-0 victory. I don't think either of, either of them will get it, uh, which will mean that they'll finish fifth and
2: sixth. Brian? Yeah, well, I, I didn't get a chance to um, add to Tyler's... Summation, but I believe Kyle get a rink against Shep Golf, and it'll be out. The it won't even be in the realms of possibility. But n- neither of them could get eighteen zip. I reckon it'll be fourteen four, and I'm going for Park at home to win.
1: Yeah, and look, really, the the reality is, from a Park point of view, is we don't, we don't deserve to play finals after losing to Euroa last week. We lost to Stanhope in round one over there by one shot. Um, I know we've beaten Tatura Hilltop and Kybram after Christmas. We lost on, uh We lost to Kybram before Christmas, but the form's been too up and down. And look, um, like I said about the midweek Division One, it probably won't hurt Park either to miss miss finals. Um, Paul Nichols isn't going to be coaching next year. He's, he's keen to stay on as a player. Um, and my understanding is the club. Won't advertise for a coach for next season, so it'll be interesting times ahead with Park. Um, most likely, won't play Division One finals for the first time in however long, like before the Mark Ryan era. Um, so, whether whether they whether they look to regenerate as well, um, there's certainly some players in Division Two that I think deserve an opportunity. Um, you know, Richard Hanson's one of those. Um, you know, Greg Williamson, for example. Dennis Beck's been in Division 2 a fair bit. So there are players there that probably need to be given that opportunity to be part of the next Division 1 side that's going to hopefully take Park to the finals, I think.
2: Do you think they'll chase a marquee player? The, the thing, the, the issue with
1: Park is I just don't think that they've got the ability to land a big fish like all of these players that have come into the competition in recent years seem to be going everywhere. Bar Park, you know, you look at the likes so of Brett Foley went back to Shepparton Golf, and David Dawes has moved from Shepparton Golf to Tally, and Tally's sort of been a bit of a happy hunting ground in recent years. And, you know, Glenn Fields arrived in Kyabrum and, and those sorts of things. Um, the Gribbles went out to Brent Rayner and Jeff Beatty went out to East Shepparton and those sorts of, so, everyone seems to be bypassing Park, and for whatever reason I'm not sure, but they haven't proven in recent years that they've got that ability to land the big fish.
2: Yeah, I agree with Matt Robertson rather Robert than tally chasing players. I think it's become a destination mm. club. Yep. Players want to go there.
1: Yep, and look, at I think they're in for an interesting off-season as well. I'm not 100% convinced that – I think this is their last crack tally for mine. I agree. I agree. Um, and they could well um be a totally different proposition after this season um with some players on the move and things like that so you know i think there's an interesting off season ahead for sides that might miss finals such as park and east um and sides that maybe make finals as well like tally and even shep golf as well so it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next month or so it certainly will be, and uh, we'll keep you all across it. Uh,
0: for mine, uh, I think East is the side which could get an 18-0, but I don't think they will either, um, but I think they'll get the job done. Uh, and, yeah, I think um,
1: the four is set. Well, do you, do you think it's a two-horse race? Like, Do you think third and fourth are making up the numbers in one? Yeah,
2: that's all they're doing.
1: Yeah, look, and, um, you know, we have seen sides before win that elimination final and cause a surprise against the side that has to rebound from the qualifying to the prelim. But to me, Tally and Golf have proven again that they're by far and away the best two sides. And look, from an observer's point of view, and hopefully we'll be there calling the grand final again, um, I'd like to see those two sides go at it for the second season in a row because I think that'll... That'll provide the the best spectacle, and um, like like I just touched on, I think it's Tally's one last crack at it, the last dance, if you want to call
2: it. Uh. Well, have a look at the talents in both sides. Yep. Yeah. There's about six or seven state players will be playing in a grand final. Exactly right.
1: But uh, we've got to get there first. Anything could happen. Shep Park could cause an 18-0 and then go on a run from there. But um, we'll see what happens this time next week. And um, just before we go, um, Goulburn Valley has released its team for the Goulburn-Murray Challenge to be played at Cobram Bowling Club on Sunday, March the 6th. So they'll be playing the Murray side. Um, so, so yeah, uh, six rinks released there. Um, and then two emergencies. So uh, good luck to the Goldman Valley side, who will be playing against the Murrays' best on Sunday, March 6th. Also the women's side. I haven't seen that posted anywhere yet. But, um, yeah... Always, always a good topic of discussion, the GB yeah. side.
2: Well, I believe Andy Houston's pretty unlucky not to a berth on what I've heard on his performances.
1: Well, yeah, look, i, I put it to you. They've named um, six rinks there, and Andy Houston's one of the emergencies. He's won his rinks seven times for Euroa this year in the side that's probably going to finish bottom of the ladder. Could you like the skips of Paul Nichols, Dave David Dawes, John Gribble, Chris Ferguson, Matt Robertson, Greg Shilling. Chris Ferguson's not even skipping for golf at the moment and he's one of the, the six G V skips, but I don't reckon any of those six would win seven win their rink seven times in a season for Euroa. Like that's a pretty outstanding effort no, given. I agree, I agree. Given you look at what um, for example, someone at Shep Golf has got to play with it, you know, in their rink compared to Euroa, the debt's chalk and cheese.
2: Yeah, for instance, Mark Stevens, he's he's really improved as a skipper and uh, as a bowler. And he's won one game for the year, but they persevered with me. He didn't skip this week. Yes. Tony Kingman went in and had a good win. Yes. But that'd be, you could attribute that to probably to his third Mark Stevens. That's right, yeah. Look, and,
1: um, you know, it's it's always a matter of who puts their hand up and that as well. Obviously, Andy's keen to play. And look, uh, the, probably the reason they named emergencies is because they're maybe expecting a couple to drop out, but I think he's pretty stiff to miss out
2: for mine. Oh, definitely, yeah. I, I feel sorry for him, really, but. That's the way cookie crumbles. That certainly is. And that's another
0: episode of After the Jack for another week. Thanks very much for joining us, listeners, Brian and Ash. See you next week.
2: See you next week.
0: That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.